Today is the 16th day of November. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is wonderful to be here with you today. Like every day here, taking the next step forward together and continuing the journey through the scriptures. We are deep into the book of Ezekiel. Well, we are deep into the book of Hebrews as well, but we'll be continuing through both of those today. We're reading from the Common English Bible this week. Today, Ezekiel chapters 33 and 34. The Lord's word came to me, human one. Speak to your people and say to them, Suppose I bring a sword against a country, and the people of the land take a certain person from their assembly and make him their lookout. When he sees the sword coming against the land, he blows the trumpet and warns the people. If they hear the sound of the trumpet but don't heed the warning, when the sword comes and they are taken away, they are responsible for their blood. They heard the sound of the trumpet but didn't heed the warning, so their blood is on them. If they had paid attention to the warning, they would have saved their lives. If the lookout sees the sword coming but doesn't blow the trumpet to warn the people, when the sword comes and takes away any of them, they are taken away in their sin. But I'll hold the lookout responsible for their blood. You, human one, I've made you a lookout for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear me speaking, you must give them warning from me. If I pronounce a death sentence on wicked people and you don't warn them to turn from their way, they will die in their guilt, but I will hold you responsible for their blood. But suppose you do warn the wicked of their ways so that they might turn from them. If they don't turn from their ways, they will die in their guilt, but you will save your life. You, human one, say to the house of Israel, this is what all of you are saying. How our transgressions and our sins weigh on us. We waste away because of them. How can we live? Say to them, this is what the Lord God says. As surely as I live, do I take pleasure in the death of the wicked? If the wicked turn from their ways, they will live. Turn, completely turn from your wicked ways. Why should you die, house of Israel? You, human one, say to your people, the righteousness of the righteous doesn't rescue them when they begin to sin, nor does the wickedness of the wicked make them stumble if they turn from their wickedness. If the righteous sin, their righteousness won't protect them. Even if I've told the righteous they will live, none of their righteous deeds will be remembered if they trust in their righteousness and do wrong. They will die because of their evil deeds. And even if I have pronounced a death sentence on the wicked, if they turn from sin and do what is just and right, if they return pledges, make restitution for robbery, and walk in life-giving regulations in order not to sin, they will live and not die. None of the sins they've committed will be remembered against them. They've done what is just and right, and they will live. Yet your people say, My Lord's way doesn't measure up. Isn't it their ways that don't measure up? When the righteous turn from their righteousness to do wrong, they will die because of it. And when the wicked turn from their wickedness to do what is just and right, it is for that reason they will live. Yet you say, 
My Lord's way doesn't measure up. I judge each one of you according to your ways, house of Israel. In the twelfth year, on the fifth day of the tenth month of our exile, a survivor from Jerusalem came to me and reported, The city has fallen. The Lord's power was with me in the evening before the survivor arrived, and just before he arrived in the morning, God opened my mouth. So my mouth was opened, and I was no longer speechless. The Lord's word came to me, human one. Those who live among those ruins in Israel's fertile land are saying, Abraham was just one man, and he inherited the land. We are many, so certainly the land has been given to us as an inheritance. So say to them, The Lord God proclaims, You eat with the blood, you lift your eyes to the idols, and you shed blood. Should you inherit the land? You live by the sword. You observe detestable practices, and every one of you commits adultery. Should you inherit the land? Say to them, The Lord God proclaims, As surely as I live, those in the ruins will fall by the sword. Those in the countryside I will give to the wild beasts consume, and those in the strongholds and caves will die of plague. I will make the land an uninhabitable waste. Its proud strength will come to an end, and Israel's highlands will become so deserted that no one will cross through them. They will know that I am the Lord when I make the land an uninhabitable waste because of all their detestable practices. As for you, human one, your people talk about you beside the walls and in their doorways. One by one they say to each other, Let's go hear what sort of message has come from the Lord. So they come to you as people do, and they sit before you as my people. They listen to your words, but they refuse to do them. Though they speak of their longing for me, they act out of their own interests and opinions. To them you are like a singer of love songs with a lovely voice and skilled technique. They listen to your words, but no one does them. When this comes, and it certainly is coming, they will know that a prophet has been among them. The Lord's word came to me, Human one, prophesy against Israel's shepherds. Prophesy and say to them, The Lord God proclaims to the shepherds, Doom to Israel's shepherds who tended themselves. Shouldn't shepherds tend the flock? You drink the milk, you wear the wool, and you slaughter the fat animals, but you don't tend the flock. You don't strengthen the weak, heal the sick, bind up the injured, bring back the strays, or seek out the lost. But instead you use force to rule them with injustice. Without a shepherd my flock was scattered, and when it was scattered it became food for all the wild animals. My flock strayed on all the mountains and on every high hill throughout all the earth. My flock was scattered, and there was no one to look for them or find them. So now, shepherds, hear the Lord's word. This is what the Lord God says. As surely as I live without a shepherd, my flock became prey. My flock became food for all the wild animals. My shepherds didn't seek out my flock. They tended themselves, but they didn't tend my flock. So, shepherds, hear the Lord's word. The Lord God proclaims, 
I am against the shepherds. I will hold them accountable for my flock, and I will put an end to their tending the flock. The shepherds will no longer tend them, because I will rescue my flock from their mouths, and they will no longer be their food. The Lord God proclaims, I myself will search for my flock and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out the flock when some in the flock have been scattered, so will I seek out my flock. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered during the time of clouds and thick darkness. I will gather and lead them out from the countries and peoples, and I will bring them to their own fertile land. I will feed them on Israel's highlands, along the riverbeds, and in all the inhabited places. I will feed them in good pasture, and their sheepfold will be there on Israel's lofty highlands. On Israel's highlands, they will lie down in a secure fold and feed on green pastures. I myself will feed my flock and make them lie down. This is what the Lord God says. I will seek out the lost, bring back the strays, bind up the wounded, and strengthen the weak. But the fat and the strong I will destroy, because I will tend my sheep with justice. As for you, my flock, the Lord God proclaims, I will judge between the rams and the bucks, among the sheep and the goats. Is feeding in good pasture or drinking clear water such a trivial thing that you should trample and muddy what is left with your feet? But now my flock must feed on what your feet have trampled and drink water that your feet have muddied. So the Lord God proclaims to them, I will judge between the fat and the lean sheep. You shove with shoulder and flank. With your horns you ram all the weak sheep until you've scattered them outside. But I will rescue my flock so that they will never again be prey. I will even judge between the sheep. I will appoint for them a single shepherd, and he will feed them. My servant David will feed them. He will be their shepherd. I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David will be their prince. I, the Lord, have spoken. I will make a covenant of peace for them, and I will banish the wild animals from the land, and they will safely live in the desert and sleep in the forest. I will give them and those around my hill a blessing by sending the rain in its season. It will be rains of blessing. The trees in the field will bear fruit, and the earth will yield its harvest. They will be safe on their fertile land and they will know that I am the Lord when I break the bars of their yoke and deliver them from those who enslaved them. The nations will no longer prey on them, and wild animals will no longer devour them. They will live in safety with no one to trouble them. I will establish for them a place famous for what it grows. No longer will they experience famine in the land, nor will they bear the disgrace of the nations. They will know that I, the Lord their God, am with them, and they, the house of Israel, are my people. This is what the Lord God says. You are my flock, the flock of my pasture. You are human, and I am your God. This is what the Lord God says. Hebrews 13 Keep loving each other like family. 
don't neglect to open up your homes to guests, because by doing this, some have been hosts to angels without knowing it. Remember prisoners as if you were in prison with them, and people who are mistreated as if you were in their place. Marriage must be honored in every respect, with no cheating on the relationship, because God will judge the sexually immoral person and the person who commits adultery. Your way of life should be free from the love of money, and you should be content with what you have. After all, he has said, I will never leave you or abandon you. This is why we can confidently say, The Lord is my helper, and I won't be afraid. What can people do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke God's word to you. Imitate their faith as you consider the way their lives turned out. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Don't be misled by the many strange teachings out there. It's a good thing for the heart to be strengthened by grace rather than by food. Food doesn't help those who live in this context. We have an altar and those who serve as priests in the meeting tent don't have the right to eat from it. The blood of the animals is carried into the Holy of Holies by the high priest as an offering for sin and their bodies are burned outside the camp. And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy with his own blood. So now, let's go to him outside the camp, bearing his shame. We don't have a permanent city here, but rather we are looking for the city that is still to come. So let's continually offer up a sacrifice of praise through him which is the fruit from our lips that confesses his name. Don't forget to do good and to share what you have because God is pleased with these kinds of sacrifices. Rely on your leaders and defer to them because they watch over your whole being as people who are going to be held responsible for you. They need to be able to do this with pleasure and not with complaints about you because that wouldn't help you. Pray for us. We're sure that we have a good conscience and we want to do the right thing in every way. I'm particularly asking you to do this so that I can be returned to you quickly. May the God of peace, who brought back the great shepherd of the sheep, our Lord Jesus, from the dead by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with every good thing to do his will by developing in us what pleases him through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory forever and always. Amen. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to put up with this message of encouragement, since I've only written a short letter to you. You should know that our brother Timothy has been set free. If he comes soon, we will travel together to see you. Greet your leaners and all of God's holy people. The group from Italy greets you. May grace be with all of you. Psalm 115 Not to us, Lord, not to us, no, but to your own name give glory because of your loyal love and faithfulness. Why do the nations say, where's their God now? Our God is in heaven. He can do whatever he wants. Their idols are just silver and gold, things made by human hands. They have mouths, but they cannot speak. They have eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but they cannot hear. 
They have noses, but they can't smell. They have hands, but they can't feel. They have feet, but they can't walk. They can't even make a noise in their throats. Let the people who made these idols and all who trust in them become just like them. But you, Israel, trust in the Lord. God is their help and shield. Trust in the Lord, house of Aaron. God is their help and shield. You who honor the Lord, trust in the Lord. God is their help and shield. The Lord remembers us and will bless us. God will bless the house of Israel. God will bless the house of Aaron. God will bless those who honor the Lord from the smallest to the greatest. May the Lord add to your numbers both you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The highest heaven belongs to the Lord, but he gave the earth to all the people. The dead don't praise the Lord, nor do those who go down to silence. But us? We will bless the Lord from now until forever from now. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 27, 21 and 22 A crucible is for silver and a furnace for gold. So are people in the presence of someone who praises them. Even if you grind fools in a mortar, even grinding them along with the grain, their folly won't be driven from them. Okay, so today we finished the uh, the book known as Hebrews, which is this uh, amazing vision of the gospel from a, a Hebrew perspective, tying well, tying the gospel to the Hebrew story. And as we ended, we were told to remember those who brought the good news of the gospel to us in the first place. Try to remember them, imitate their faith. That was necessary then. Obviously, that's still something that we should do today as we have our mentors and those that we look up to. We were also told to watch out for strange teachings and instead of like going into all of the specifics of the different teachings, because there were many and there still are, the writer of Hebrews kept this in a completely Hebrew perspective and context. Yes, there are strange teachings. The true gospel is the one in which all the prophecies are fulfilled. And this was accomplished through one person, and that person is Jesus. So like to illustrate this, this Hebrew-centric centric perspective, let's just read a, a, a couple verses. The blood of the animals is carried into the Holy of Holies by the high priest as an offering for sin, and their bodies are burned outside the camp. And so, Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy with his own blood. Like if you're a pagan, that doesn't really matter or make any sense, but from a Hebrew perspective, it does. For Hebrew believers who were suffering this marginalization and persecution, this parallel would have been meaningful. It would have seen that they were walking in the footsteps of Jesus, and it should be meaningful to us too. Our relationship with God may not be understood by everybody around us and isn't understood by everybody around us and we may be mischaracterized. But we've also concluded Hebrews 
And so we're stepping forward from one of the major pieces of the New Testament. So let's just think back uh, uh, at all that we've been able to see. We've, we've learned that God has done a new thing in the world, in the world, through Jesus, by coming in the flesh. He instituted a new covenant and we're permitted to personally enter the Holy of Holies. Because of this new covenant, we can collaborate with, we can be in relationship intimately with God. And this relationship is built through faith and hope in what we can't see. Faith is the activator. It's always been the way that we experience life with God. And faith is something that has to be strengthened. It's like a muscle. And so we have to lose whatever's slowing us down and run the race of life with endurance. And part of that endurance is walking in the footsteps of Jesus and persevering and enduring marginalization and persecution. We, we can't just kind of hide in society. We have to live as light in the darkness. We have to believe that we are a part of God's family, a new family. Jesus was the firstborn. And those who are following him are born into this family of God. Which brings us to a beautiful benediction. May the God of peace, who brought back the great shepherd of the sheep, our Lord Jesus, from the dead, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with every good thing to do his will, by developing in us what pleases him through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory forever and always. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for every single day of all these years, but every single day of this year that we have shown up together, taking the next step forward. We thank you for this, this milestone of moving through the book of Hebrews as we continue forward into the, the ending of the year and the ending of the scriptures. Holy Spirit, come. There's so much left for us. Help us finish strong, we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, Dab family. This is TD in Texas. I'm calling in to pray for Joe. Joe called in saying he doesn't know what he needs as far as prayer. That's okay, Joe, because in Matthew 6, 8, it is written that your father knows what you need before you ask him. And in Romans 8:26, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. If everyone in the dab family would please pray with me as we pray for Joe. Our Father in heaven, thank you for prompting Joe to call in and ask for prayer. It could not have been easy, but Joe, we're so glad you called in. Joe has been tormented throughout his life, and it is painful not to experience the love you see your siblings or others receive. But God, you have seen every painful moment in Joe's life, and you want to heal his hurt. Joe said he was saved as a young child. Lord, help him to come back to his first love, which is you, Jesus. Jesus, you have never left his side, but help Joe to come back and develop a closer relationship with you. Joe says he doesn't have many close friends. Help him to know that we will be his family and friends. The Dab family will always be there for you, Joe, praying for you. 
in earnest. God, please be with Joe and guide him. Help him to get a closer walk with you. Help Joe to lean on his dad, family, and for encouragement and prayer as he builds his relationship with you. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We are praying for you, Joe. God bless. Hey, DAB family. This is your sister, Ashley, from California, and I wanted to give you an update. Um, yesterday, uh, November 11th at 6 a.m., my papa experienced his homecoming. What was really special was that I, after taking over from my brother Cody, who was up with him till about four o'clock in the morning, and my mom stepped out to take a break and rest for a moment, I was in there with him and I was listening to, um, I was listening to Brian. And what was really providential and such a, a God thing was that the reading from yesterday was a great, was a great dichotomy of who my papa was um how in ezekiel talking about the the graphic nature of how god was explaining the betrayal from uh samaria and from judah and then also about how we can boldly go before the jesus our high priest in heaven and walk right in there that's who my papa was and how he is experiencing that shalom and that perfect peace because he's there he is in heaven now and i am rejoicing at that and rejoicing with the hope that i have for eternity but gang it's really hard with the grief here especially after so much loss in the last few years so Please keep my family in your prayers and TAP family, I am so grateful for you and I am praying alongside with you. I love you, everybody. Bye. Father God, I come before you lifting up the prayer requests and laying them at your feet for Mike in South Dakota with this skin condition, refined by his love in Arizona for encouragement through the trials of life. For Sheena and Sasashkawan, um, their family is not okay. People on the water is stressed and going through a difficult time right now. Uh, summer girl in Tennessee for the mental illness with her mom and all the family dynamics that are not going on and the people in the family that are not saved. Father God, turn these stubborn hearts to you. And let the word of God be able to settle on. Take the scales off their eyes, their blinded eyes, Lord, and let them see you. Let them see your glory. For the situation where um, this young couple is pregnant, Lord, and they are stressed, give them your peace, Lord. Give them their confidence in your power. Let hope explode within all of these people that are suffering, that need encouragement, that are going through trials that are feeling unstable and things aren't okay. But with you, we know that you can give us a self re a fresh resolve, Lord, that your divine intervention can come in and turn things around in the blink of an eye. And that's exactly what we are asking for, for saving grace, for saving families with your salvation, for healing, for the stressful situations, for guidance. And we give you the praise and the glory. 
Hey DAB family, it's Abba's daughter Sadie M. Today is Monday, November 13th. I'm listening to the tail end of the community prayer from the week, but I wanted to come on and pray for our prayer warriors because they're praying for everyone. And I just want to lift up those of us who are, are praying for everyone. So the junk to treasures, the God's life speakers, the prisoners of hope, all of you, and, and so many more, that's just a few, but all of you who are praying and, and just, just lifting everyone and every, every challenge to the throne. I want to lift you to the throne. I want to lift your challenges to the throne today. So let's go to the throne in honor of our amazing prayer warriors here at DAB. Abba Father, thank you so much for these amazing people that you have placed in the DAB community. Thank you for their consistency, for their loyalty to us, and even more important, their loyalty to you, Lord. They are committed prayer warriors of your throne, of your mighty name, Lord. And I just ask your blessings upon them, your blessings upon each and every prayer warrior here at DAB, whether they are always calling or just silent warriors, Lord. I ask your blessing upon these amazing people. We are so grateful for the prayer warriors here at DAB, Abba Father. And we just we just ask your blessing upon them. Show, may your face shine upon them and give them peace. We're incredibly grateful for their silent service or for their not so silent service. Amen. Thank you, prayer warriors. We deeply appreciate your service and commitment in prayer. Abbas Sadi M. Bye for now.